Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, uh, coming at you from my basement. Uh, my roommate uh, had a piano lesson, so we are down here, which we've done a couple times before, and it's ended up just fine. So uh, we're, we're down here with the space heater uh, and a couple uh, beers. You have margaritas uh, mm -hmm. in in uh, thermoses. Very, very nice. Um, so with me, uh, I have um, members from the band Long Mama, uh, and we so there we've got Cat Wadkey and Andrew Koenig, uh, but Andrew plays in a lot of different bands. Mm. <laughs> list off all everything you got right now. So that would be Long Mama, uh, Thrift Tones, uh, Buffalo Gospel, Jesse Walker's Hitch, uh, Derek Pritzel and the Gamble. Andrew Koenig band. I think that's it. Yeah. Well, well done. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome no. to the show, guys. I'm Thanks. sorry if I forgot someone. Um, uh, that's okay. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, I didn't even know you had your own band, actually. That is with uh, my dad, actually. Yeah, hmm. which is nice. Awesome. Shout out Pops. Yeah. Shout out to the dads. Um, very cool. Uh, how often do you guys play out? That group, um, I don't know, anywhere from twice a month to once every three months. It's kind of more in summer. Uh, that one kind of just fits in as things go along. Um, so it's me and my dad, uh, harmonica player Benny Ricken, who's awesome. He sat in with us last night at Enlightened with uh, Jesse Walker's Hitch. Awesome. Um, and then he also plays in Derek Pritzel's band. And... I think there's one more. But either way, it's fun. Drummer's Matt Leiben, who's in a... Uh, five card studs. <laughs> <laughs> we had a plan to spend this entire interview talking about the five card studs. Oh, wow. Nice. Because we... How can you not, though? They're awesome. We love them. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. podcast is for the ladies, though. <laughs> it's... Cheers to five card studs. Um, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I still actually have to see them. Um, but I've heard they're really fun, I should say. Bring a medallion, yeah. Uh, okay. Noted, noted. Well, um, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, how are your days? I had a very rough week, but today was really good. Oh, that's good. Um, I am about to start co-directing a play at the Children's Theater. Very cool. Um, based on the book, The Snowy Day, which a lot of people will know. Um, the little boy in the red snowsuit. So we had a big meeting and spent a lot of time at Fuel plotting and scheming and oh, yeah. emailing you're designers. Doing, you're doing a lot of this. Yes, a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. So awesome. very okay. cool. How was your day? It's good. Sold a bunch of books. Cool. Um, work at a company called Porchlight Books in Walker's Point. So we're uh busy with the holiday rush and uh, with playing last night my mind's a little melted but <laughs> I'm feeling good to be here bucks are on later it's a very cool it's a very day yeah really a is, lot of activities uh, yeah so many activities um, yeah I've had a bit of a scatterbrain day myself uh, as we were discussing right before we started recording you ran into both of uh, the guys I had on my uh, podcast earlier today, uh, Steve and Peter. Shout out to the fellas at Fuel. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm sure they were, they were like, "Don't do it! Don't do it! It's awful! Do not go on his show. He's trouble." But... That's not accurate, actually. Oh damn! They had a good time. Oh good, good, <laughs> awesome. I'm just you know playing my own devil's advocate, but no, I'm, it's funny that. It, everyone uh, uh, came together today in a, in a really weird sort of way. Uh, River West is like that. Yeah, definitely it is. I think of the um, the nature show Raccoon Nation, where they study where raccoons go on a given night, and they like crisscross like a one block mm -hmm. area. And I feel like that's kind of how River West works. We're all like yeah. on different intersecting paths. Definitely bustling around. That is very accurate, especially in the music scene. Like, 
everyone, um, like, just you naming all the projects you play in. Like, I didn't. I knew you from Thrift Tones. I didn't mm -hmm. even know you were in Long Mama. And when I saw Long Mama at Bremen a couple months ago, you, I believe, were on tour with Buffalo Gospel. Right. Which is another band I've been meaning to cover. So there's just so much, like, crossovers, and it's like a... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like a big web. To touch on that briefly, you know, as we mentioned, like, in Andrew Koenig band, Matt is in Five Card Studs. In Long Mama, Derek Pritzel and Buffalo Gospel, the drummer is Nick Lang. Who Shout also out to Nick Lang. Shout out to Matt Shout as out well. Nick Lang. Yeah. He plays uh, in the MSO, too. Um, and then our number one sub for Derek Pritzel and Long Mama is Thrift Tones bass player and who I play with in Jesse Walker's Hitch, Eston Bennett. He's Shout been like my best friend since high school. We've been playing together in that for 10 years since we used to clean a barbershop together. Wow. Um, you know, like, it, just in that way. And then Eston's also uh, been with Joe Huber a long time. But Eston actually met Joe at a show that we did at Cat's house. In and, my attic. Yeah, wow. and so Eston was like yeah. a huge fan of Joe's, knew all his music, and Joe was like, actually, I need a bass player. He's like, great, I know your songs already. You know, uh, so we've been really lucky to be like mixed in with the kind of music world we have and group of friends we have. Um, I feel like, know. yeah, opportunities just lead to more opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so most certainly. Yeah. Um, well, like yeah, you're doing that, community. like, oh, well, I don't really have time, but like, I definitely want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, so you kind of like force yourself into certain things because you're like, well, I want to go see it, but rather be playing it <laughs> but then you're like well now i want to go see that but i'm playing it oh mm -hmm. crap <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah and i feel like one band is already a lot to try and manage yeah. so i'm impressed by how many balls you keep in the air sideman <laughs> yeah that's yeah hey it's it's true uh it's true devotion and and uh it's more than just a calling it's like uh you know you do it with purpose it's a necessity yeah most definitely yeah absolutely man so while we talk about it mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity um those are the core tenets if you will and uh i've seen uh so i know that we're kind of here on behalf of long mama but i mean i just want to talk about everything uh you guys do so i first saw cat uh, I first saw you um, at, uh, like we said before, Bremen, uh, at the beginning of, I believe it was in September. Yeah, it was September. Sounds right. With uh, uh, Michael Sodnik was performing that. I you love know, Michael. Michael is a great voice. Shout out to Michael Sodnik. He is, so I, wanna, I want him to read me a bedtime story. We went to the uh, MATC <laughs> music program together. Oh, great. So yeah. I had the pleasure of being there at the same time. Um, yeah. And he's, yeah, he's awesome. Jenna uh, Radis is awesome. We played yeah. with him and uh, Steve Puplin and stuff. Totally. And that reminds me, you saw a cat with Sam when I was gone, who's been yes. SNI's good friend since high school, who's in Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Yes! It's like, I knew I forgot one yeah. of, like, the cycle, but... Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Sam. Uh, yeah, you were performing as a duo that night. We had a wonderful time. Uh, we talked for breaking and entering uh, outside, and I was just I was baffled because you told me it was the first time you were ever interviewed, and I was like, "Come on, what are we doing? Like Long Mama, you know, great ass uh, country." Uh, I, keep, I keep a low profile. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, but 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 I, I loved your sound, and um, you know, I was happy to uh, give a little spotlight. But yeah, I mean. Well, and, um, I feel like it also has taken me a really long time to grow some musical stage legs. I've been doing theater for such a long time and that was my focus for a very long time and I feel like more recently um, since I moved back to Milwaukee in 2012 is really when I started like more seriously writing my own songs and showing up at Linneman's for open mic. Yeah. Um, like meeting people and um, branching out and really starting to play with a fuller band. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm still still learning how yeah, to do this and sure. figuring all that out. So, I'm, gl I'm glad you are. 
and I'm proud of you for doing so because I mean that takes a lot of willpower and just a lot of uh, motivation. Thanks for saying you're proud of me. I am. <laughs> well, I'm I'm part of everyone doing it. Oh, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, I'm happy, and uh, I'm happy you are doing it. I love your music. And uh, yeah, it's just you know, I, I love it when I'm the first person coming up to somebody and asking them to, like asking them questions about their artistry because you know, we, uh, everyone deserves that platform. So, um, and then uh, yeah, <laughs> and then Andrew, I we first met a while ago. I mean, it was only March, but to me, that's a while ago. Uh, you yeah. Thrift Tones played the Paps Tap Room. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really good show. Thank you. That was a really good show. Oh, so I love the Paps Tap Room. It's it's a beautiful room, and Sister Species was yeah, they're amazing. so good. Yeah, and uh, Long Mama, one of our earlier band gigs was uh, so far there before they like right when they were starting to do music. So uh, we've gotten to be in there for a little while. Awesome. Yeah. 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 That was a good Kaylee Conway. Oh my God. Yeah. Shout out to Kaylee, Ellie Shout Jackson as well. Yes. Oh, great, great musicians! Lovely uh, synergy together. Um, yeah, that was a great show. We'll be uh, we'll be with them next week. Yeah. Which is, you know, it seems like it's too long since last time. <laughs> but yeah, um, Thrift Tones is like, it's weird. It's one of those bands that we never rehearse and don't really play together all that often anymore. But Matt Davies, the main songwriter in it. He's, he like I joined that band when I was like eighteen or nineteen on bass, um, and it was kind of like a Bob Dylan meets the band type of thing, a little more psychedelic. But now it's all over the map. It's like if we like it, we'll play it. It's like mm -hmm. s like I don't know R and B country psych. Like I don't know <laughs> yeah, how yeah. else to with surf, you know. Yeah, right. And we always say like if you don't like this one, you'll like the next one. Trust me. Mm -hmm. But. um I, I, being able to play with Matt and the freedom, like, you know, when you're talking about what Kat does and how amazing she is, you know, I totally agree because my greatest pleasure in life has been being able to play with awesome songwriters uh, like Kat, like Matt Davies, like Derek, um, Joe Huber, I got to do some stuff in his album, things like that where, like, because that's when I was saying, like, Sideman before, like, I don't write anything, mm -hmm. but I love working with someone else's song and doing stuff like that and the there was no greater basis for that than thrift tones because it was literally chaos yeah. at the beginning we used to play bremen in the front back when you could like burn yourself on the pipes on the stage oh, that was yeah. before they moved him back and we'd play like four hour shows every month and uh you know it got you like ready for anything and it was a bit chaotic our drummer used to take off his belt in the middle of songs and like crack whip things in the middle of stuff and like the PA speakers were teetering and but you know Matt writes these awesome songs and it's like well now I get to try to be funky now I get to try to like just do straight country now I get yeah. to do this now I get to do that and then it's crazy because now he'll be like I want you to play this duo gig with me and I'm like no I don't want to do that because we got to share uh, Kat and Matt shared a bill with uh, Jason Burns recently at a house show, and Matt is like one of the most uh, touching like solo performers I've ever seen. Yeah. He just dropped and a new CD this year, didn't he? He did, yeah. and that's him like record. It, you know, those are awesome, and he records everything on those in his studio and does. You know, he has guests, but he like basically it's him doing everything, which is actually Joe Huber too. He records like a lot of times here in Riverwest his house and does plays the fiddle plays mandolin plays yeah. banjo and drums it's mind-blowing but matt always you know he loves playing with a band but when you get to see him solo there's nothing like he would say enhancing it i would say tainting it like i'm yeah. like i don't want to touch this and i get to see just him do his thing and uh it's really awesome i feel kind of envious of you in some ways because I spent my 20s like moving around a lot and spent a lot of time in Alaska and was like back and forth between the Twin Cities and Alaska and then moving here and I feel like there's something special about musicians you've been playing with since you were a teen. 
Yeah. Or a tween. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just like evolving together and growing up together and <clears throat> continuing to try new things and kind of refine your sound. Well, I think that's pretty special about Milwaukee. A lot of people leave Milwaukee, but many of them come back. So That is true. That yeah. is super true. People you, leave for like a year or two and then they always come back. You could do like lame things and move to Alaska and have like amazing experiences in the mountains or you could do cool stuff like live at your parents and have, <laughs> have your older band members make you drive in your mom's van to Manitowoc <laughs> to play Drifton's yeah. first gig at the uh, Xander Dog Park. <laughs> so, <laughs> that sounds like a good, that sounds it like was. an episode in its own right. Oh my god. Sure, bro. Oh. That was our, our first gig together. We went <laughs> We, we, we played a dog park, which we didn't realize was a dog park at the time. And we drove up to um, Trivers, and a guy shows up who booked it, and he's got uh, kind of like, he's got short hair, but he's almost got Elvis sideburns, and he shows up riding a 70s banana bike with tiki torches out the back, and he's got a skin-tight, like, baseball sleeve, uh, American flag slash Kermit shirt, oh, wow. and he starts setting up tiki torches, and that was our contact for the gig. Like, that's all right, yeah, <laughs> that's how this is go. going. Wow. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, saw Thrift Tones again, uh, and you performed with uh, Cola for Spectacular. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Cola, um, who I've known since we were little tykes, actually. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Baby color. Oh, that's funny. I next up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Twenty point one. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, uh, that was a really stacked show. Like that was a, that, that was one of the most packed I've ever seen. Cactus Club. Yes. That was really fun. Clear Pioneer performed as well. Um, yeah, overall. I'm great amazed show. at like. Co like the rise of Kola in such a short time. He yeah. really knows what he's doing. Yeah. Kola, if you ever like teach a class and how to do life better, well, I will enroll. He won't mind. He doesn't. He it's, doesn't mind it. It's his Instagram stories. Is it? Oh, yeah. See. Yeah. He uh, shares good memes. Too. I gotta up my game. <laughs> uh, do you want this, by the way? Or are you I'm good. I'll okay. be good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. To uh, kind of take it back a little bit. Um, now that we've. Uh, Established kind of like all the projects and whatever. Uh, love to hear a little bit about um, you know your own musical backgrounds. So, Kat, uh, we'll start with you. So, I guess like, when did you start uh, using music as a creative outlet? Uh, up to uh, where you are with it today. Um, I started playing piano as a kid with Mrs. T, and. Uh, I don't totally remember. I had a, an issue with piano because I play by ear and I would sort of accidentally just like know the songs right away and while playing from memory and by ear and so I would kind of get busted by my teacher. <laughs> Eventually I stopped piano lessons um, and then like had some time off and eventually um, my folks got me a cheap guitar that I started playing a little bit on and then um, eventually got my really beautiful guitar um, which like led me to play a lot more but yeah I was writing like a lot of bad poetry in high school and listening to a lot of like Bright Eyes and Ani DeFranco so I love Bright Eyes <laughs> so that's how I learned to play guitar yeah. it was just like listening and like learning the songs that spoke mm -hmm. to me at that time. You're an auditory learner. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um, so yeah, I, I did take a couple of guitar lessons at one point with Paul Tarion, who is awesome and still around. And, Shout out. Shout out to Chief. Uh, he likes, <laughs> he likes to rag on me because, um, at my first lesson with him, he asked what music I like and I said, Jewel. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, and, and I was like, no, like, that's it. I only like Jewel. Um, and that's why you went to Alaska. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I did, he gave me, like, a few lessons, like, but very mighty, and, like, got me finger picking, and um, gave me some really good tools to kind of start me off, so 
yeah, and then as far as songwriting, um, I moved to the Twin Cities when like every metal band had a cello and a violin. Oh, right, yeah. So kind of came of age there when a lot of really interesting, fun music was happening and it felt like folk and um, traditional acoustic instruments were kind of like infusing every genre there. So I learned a lot just by going to tons of shows and um, played in a girl band um, called Old Man Orville. Very cool. Awesome. That was kind of like fun, shouty, folk punk um, nice. that mostly played like one bar and a venue called the Belfry Center, RIP Belfry Center. Which bar? Um, we had several different phases, but mostly the Nomad on Cedar Avenue. Mm -hmm. um, Brunch so, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. My music has like weirdly evolved just with the different people I've met and like combinations of instruments that I've had going. So I'm, I feel like I'm still learning. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Andrew, uh, tell me a little bit about your own musical background. Well, um, I started dating Kat, and she started to like kind of give me lessons and really show me. <laughs> it was kind of like um, you know, like when someone's doing the golf swing, and she came around. Oh, that and, like, is so Showed cute. me how to, it's like ghost. Adorable. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's all in the hips. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Take my breath away. Boom, boom, boom. I love Berlin. Um, so, I. Even though I didn't realize it at the time, I grew up in a very, uh, I don't know, I, I consider like my musical coming of age like super lucky. Um, my dad was a bass player, is a bass player, shit, we play together, um, <laughs> right, yeah. but he, he grew up on his, um, sorry, this is going to go stages, I'll try to keep it brief. Um, sure. He grew up on his parents' Boogie Woogie records, and he, uh, they had, um, uh, his parents knew jazz musicians and stuff. There's a guy in Milwaukee, Zig Malanzi, I believe he had a record deal in New York with, um, Capitol, but, like, Cat's dad, for instance, is a huge jazz fan of, like, earlier eras, and he was talking to me, he's like, do you know Zig Malanzi? I'm like, yeah, that's the guy... I would hang out at my dad's parents' parties and like kind of got my dad to get into music. And so my dad would play like with his buddies and stuff, but he didn't play his first gig until he was 30, I want to say. Um, and he, he got, you know, he got hired by this guy by chance. Uh, I don't know if it's at up and under or what, but it turned out, if I'm remembering this right, that the drummer for the gig was Sam Lay who was, uh, like, Chicago, there's Chess Records in Chicago, which was, like, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, like, all the big blue stuff. The drummer, Sam Lay, who played on that and played on Blonde on Blonde, I think. And my dad showed up to the gig and was like, holy shit, that's Sam Lay. And then they're like, yeah, he's playing drums. And he's like, are you sure you want, like, do you want the right yeah, guy? <laughs> like, yeah. I shouldn't be here. But my dad, you know, I, I, I got to hear his bands all the time. Um... And the great thing about him is people would be like, your dad's so good, but he, like, he plays no notes. He's just, like, pulse, maybe a couple notes. Like, that was his whole thing, and he'd always tell me, like, the bass should be felt, not heard, and things like that. So I got to see him uh, with uh, Steve Co Cohen and Peter Roller, and they would do this, like, cool, like, Taj Mahali stuff where it'd be, like, blues harmonica, and then, like table steel slide like Hank Williams yeah. in the same band wow. and then um, uh, uh, Greg Hawk who's a really good guitar player so I got to I got to meet okay. these people when I was younger and there'd be this Marshall trio right? yes yeah. yeah Dylan uh, Dylan and I oh man he's playing at uh, Shane Cole in a couple weeks he is yeah. so I've known Greg forever like uh, he was one I didn't see as like a like a wee youngin but saw when I started to get into guitar yeah. so basically We'd ha music was all around me. I'd be like crawling around backstage and stuff. 
and it would just be like kind of blues music was what I grew up on. Um, and my dad also played with like Hubert Sumlin, who played with Howlin' Wolf and stuff like that. Like, wow. but a lot of it was local guys like Steve and Peter and this guy Bob Miller who would have a music party, and I would credit that as being the biggest influence on everything I do. I'd go to this party, everyone would just play, and I'd be like, this is cool, I love this. And then eventually when him and Steve also had a party, um, I just eventually was like, I think it was at Steve's, like, I can't not do this anymore. So my parents, because my parents gave me guitar lessons when I was seven, I hated it. Yeah. It was like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I had no interest. Yeah. And then, uh, learned you know like started taking lessons at brass bell probably where you took from paul um and started playing and then it was like um, luckily i would get to sit in with some of these people and uh jim Liban, who's also just mind-blowing like people were willing to to nurture me um in a way that was very grateful and dylan and i like i ended up basically taking like my schoolmates and being like you play drums you put like you're gonna play drums you're gonna play bass we're a band now yeah come on over figure it out like this is what we're doing yeah and andrew had like a tween trio <laughs> well that's a whole different thing too oh, which i was about okay. to get into because dylan greg's son dylan cock um i've played with dylan since he was like 12. uh somehow we me dylan my buddy from high school and we backed up this child prodigy, Talon Lass. So we had to, like, play Summerfest in Turner Hall, and it was like, I think I was the oldest member of the band at 16. And Dylan was 12, <laughs> yeah. and my buddy was 15, and Talon was 9. Yeah. And so it was like, I was band leader, kind of looking around like, right. okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. all right, let's do this. Yeah, so that was fun, and that's like, that's how I got into playing with Dylan, that was through Greg. But then just kind of like kept doing weird gigs here and there, and then I walked into Wade's one day, and Garrett, uh, who's a great guitar player in town, he was the first guitar player in Thrift Times, he's like, you play bass, right? Like, he's known me since I was 15, he used to have a, a spot in a harmonica player shop, like, I'd go to this shop on the south side. So he knew me and was like, you should play bass, and that's how I got into Thrift Tones, and so like, I've always been locked into this blues community, but then that's how I got into like playing in Riverwest all the time, underage, right. which was interesting. Common thing to do. Well, <laughs> yeah, it is, and like certain places, it would be like bring in my gear, yeah. like or no, I'll bring in the gear. You get me a drink, like I'm sitting over here, yeah. you know, or like, like, or I'd play places where my dad was coming. And he'd get me in because it's like in Wisconsin, you can get in with your yeah. folks. And then, yeah, I just remember being at a certain bar and someone was like, I heard a secret about you. And I was like, oh, funny. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. But, you know, I've played in bars since I was like 15 with my dad and stuff. So that just kind of kept climbing, kept being like, oh, I'll sit in with you. And then, like, I met Derek and then. I sat in and I was up mic and he's like, do you just want to play? We got a gig next week, you want to play? And then just kept doing that. Uh, I played in Dead Man's Carnival for a while and just basically like, I like this. One thing led to another. Yeah, yeah. and like, let's see what happens. But I can't credit enough, like Jim Liban, Steve Cohen, Greg Cuck, Bob Miller, they play with uh, Bill Camplin. Take all of them. Cafe Car. But they're like, there's a a group of Milwaukee musicians who, you know, have done amazing things and are truly unbelievable um, and aren't going to be playing that much longer that I have had, like, the distinct pleasure of knowing and being able to work with and also just, like, go see. Yeah. Like, at Linemans, Bill plays Linemans, Jim plays, you know, <laughs> Tonic and stuff like that, but, like, these are people who, like, Hendrix sat in with him and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. so... Um, Damn. that is like my. That's really cool. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Really but they're cool. just normal dudes, you know. Yeah. They're right. not like yeah. they're not like fam, you know. Exactly. Yeah. But and they're the sweetest people in the world, and they they nurtured everything I did, you know. Even if I was playing with them or not, or just seeing them was like, oh, that's cool. I like that. 
you know, and like, not like I'm going to take that, but just like that inspires me in some other way, indirectly. Totally. Um, and so that, like, I can't say enough about how that has influenced me. I know it's very long, but I've known a lot of people no, who've... We're good at talking. Well, you're right. What I feel bad about it, because <laughs> no, like, there's people who mean a lot to me who've been, like, super nice. Well, dude, I mean, you play in a lot of bands, so you have a lot of credit to give to people, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I get it, you know, and that's well, great. And they all, they've all done things for me, um, and also just seeing them is like, holy shit, but it's also, a lot of these people, like, they have albums, I like their albums, but these are, like, live acts, and there's something to be said for, like, all of a sudden that band's not playing anymore, or this, it's, it's like Thrift Tones, we have an album, we're gonna release another one. But, like, that's a live act. And when it's gone, like, the weirdness of whatever that was yeah. is never going to be there right. again. So You like, have to see it, you right. know? Like, totally. Yeah, I get that. It's kind of funny, actually. Uh, the first time, I think I mentioned this to you when uh, I saw Long Mama at Bremen, but it, the first time I intended to see Long Mama, I never made it to the show because uh, you were playing at Cactus Club. It was, it was the end of August. Was it with Abram Shook? I believe so. Oh. I believe it was August 26th. And the reason I know that is because on my way there, I got in a car accident. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I uh, unfortunately totaled my roommate's car while she was out of the country. Not good news uh. to give to somebody. But I was going to that show, and I never made it, sadly. Um, I had just had Beaumont on the show. Uh, shout out to Beaumont. Shout yes. out to Beaumont! Beaumont! <laughs> Beaumont! I'm gonna be honest, so we have this we have this new Long Mama song that we've been kinda revisiting because I really want to record it. And I'm considering renaming it like Ballad of Beaumont. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's about it's about going on a bender with your friend. Right, and yeah. I don't know, something about it reminds me of him and I feel like it needs a different title, so he had just, uh, I just had him on the show, and he had mentioned, I asked him for good country bands in the city. Uh, he mentioned Long Mama, he mentioned Buffalo Gospel, he mentioned, uh, Hughes Family Band. Yeah. Big shout out to Hughes Family Band. Um, I finally heard Long Line Riders. Yeah. Yes. Long Line Stellar, Riders. Stellar bands. Totally. Um, yeah, and, uh, so I was determined. But, even though I missed you that night, because of the unfortunate circumstance, I... You know, it was a real privilege to see at Bremen, and I guess like how did Long Mama become like a a, a fixture, like an like a, a gigging project? Mm -hmm. I guess like how would you describe it as it as it started? So, for a, quite a bit, like a couple of years there, I was playing um, with a really fun group of guys called the Flood. The Flood. Um, who really like. I don't know, just encouraged and supported me a ton, and like, I don't think I had ever gotten a classic country sound to my songs before, so it was just really interesting to hear them that way, and had some great collaborators um, who had amazing insights on like arrangements of the tunes. Um, we had like a member from that group like move away, and people kind of moved on to other projects. Um, so I started playing with Nick Lang and Andrew. We played a few shows as a trio and uh, had, I don't know if we were Long Mom at that point. I think we were still no. workshopping names. That's just like, um, call it your name, I think. And, uh, mm, yeah. Was but yeah, and then we our... Went? Was that before was that? we went on a road trip? Were we playing yeah. as a trio? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, then Andrew and I did like <laughs> a mini tour to the south. As a duo, and, and by the south we ended up in Toronto. Uh, <laughs> we did a naturally. <laughs> we did an ambitious loop in like ten days, and only played a couple shows, but had such a fun time um, nice. playing as a duo. And then eventually, like through Derek, we met our our buddy Gavin Hardy, who got on board. Um, and I really wanted harmonies for a long time and convinced my dear friend Ava Nimmer to start singing with us. She's a super talented vocalist and musician in her own right who does tons of theater 
all over the Midwest. Um, and uh, yeah, like bring, not, brings not only her vocal prowess and um, Tambourine ear, prowess. <laughs> ear for harmony, but yeah. she, um, she brings a theatrical background, which is really important for me. And as we gear up to record, she has like an ear and an eye to the story of a song and mm -hmm. um, is also able to help like arrange and weigh in on mm -hmm. just the soundscape and like the the peaks and valleys within a song that help tell the story we're trying to tell. Totally. So it's really great to have her on board. Mm -hmm. oh. Shout out Ava. Shout out Ava. I really like, I, you know, it's, it's cool like I've had this with a couple people, like when I started playing the Thrift Towns, it was Matt's first band. But with you and with Ava, like, I know you've had a band before, but it's also people who haven't played, like, the dirtiest bar gigs. Yeah, like, just things where it's, like, the most, like, hellish nightmare four-hour gig you've oh, played. You sure. know, like, yeah. out of town in some crazy bar where you're, like, you were showing up to set up and no one knew you were coming and they moved the pool table that people were playing on so now the whole bar is like looking at you like you know things like that where it's just like been through the worst experiences and like also just band experiences and then none of us have a theater background which i think like i really enjoy the the synergy of those two things in what we do and like it's fun to play with someone like Ava, who's not used to being in a band, but so seamlessly fits in, you know, and to, like, exercise different muscles and do all those mm -hmm. fun things and then get, like, tastes, like, for us, me, Nick, and uh, Sam, to get, like, tastes of other stuff where they're like, try this. Like, you, you know, I really yeah. like that. It's, it's, it's not an experience I get in any other band, so. I feel like Long Mama is still figuring out, like, where we fit into the music scene and it's interesting to think about plays that like don't work outside or plays that don't work in like a large proscenium theater you know but I mm -hmm. feel similarly and like someone recently asked they're like could we like host a concert like outside in the summer and I was like I don't think La Mama's like an outside band we are kind of like, I know, like, I don't want to limit us, but at the same time, I feel like I do have this weird, like, theater director's perspective on us, and I feel like we work really well in, like, dark, seedy, mm -hmm. like, venues, I don't know. <laughs> Not so, actually seedy, but just, there's something, like, yeah, there's something, yeah. like, or cabaret, very, uh, cabaret, there's something, like, gritty about formal. the... And like Andrew describes us as sort of like spacey country, and other people have called us like ghost country. But it's it's weird. It's not like we can do like danceable covers and stuff. But what I'm excited about that we're working on is just like I don't know. It's very strange. Well, it's like Nico Case meets Patsy Cline. Too cool. I like <laughs> or, or something. I don't know. <laughs> to like dovetail on that, like playing with Derek or playing with Thrift Tones and stuff. There's like, you know, we would have four-hour bar gigs, or Derek with three-hour ones, and then we would have very like concise show. Well, you, like a showcase set mm -hmm. where you're playing thirty or forty-five minutes. It's very refined. You're playing this. This is our audience. Like yeah. we have a huge repertoire of material. We'll direct it to this. And so, I feel like with both those bands, we could either go to Pretty or go to Slovenly, but like, and extend that out. But we have like one, and that's the thing I appreciate appreciate about Long Mama is we have a more like defined sound. It's not just like. So I go nuts if there's too much structure in a song and there's not room where if Cat was like this and it meant extend or something, which we still have, which is amazing. We still have all those band pull and push aspects and like feeling things, but it's not like we're going to draw out this like three hour bar set. Mm -hmm. Like we have a sound and a vision and it's more 
like defined, which I really like. It's still like wide in scope, but in terms of like her being like, we're not going to play outside, you know. <laughs> well, that's not what I know. That's not what you mean. I know that's not what you mean because we'd fit for I things hate like that. the outside. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> As we're in a basement. Yeah, but like while we're versatile, it's also like this has like it has a vibe, and. Yeah. You know, well, you can do cool stuff, and like my favorite gigs are like dirty three hour bar gigs. You can't convey as much a message if you're, besides, woo, if you're doing that much time. You know, like you, we can do kind of a more pointed thing and like really create a scene for each song yeah. and, uh, you know, a soundscape, but like a setting and kind of move you through those. And that's much more doable and like one of the things we excel at. So like it's cool to be able to to do that. So I totally get the like setting thing too. It's one where I think we fit with a lot of different groups because we like kind of touch on a lot of different stuff. Yeah. But I like the you know I like the story of each song and the each like setting and emotion they convey. Totally. Yeah. I don't know, Good job. I don't know if you. There you go. <laughs> we also don't really talk about this. Yeah. We just kind of play. Oh, I'm glad. So, I, a guy can be somewhat of a uh, catalyst. Yeah, that's why I'm like looking over each time, like, oh, well, am I doing a good no, job? No, no. <laughs> I, appreci- sure. I appreciate hearing your perspective. Cause, yeah, like I said, like I do kind of do this one thing and play like three chords. And yeah. So it's yeah. I don't know. It's fun to hear everyone's unique take on the music. And when you were like. Long Mama dealing with such issues as like racism and patriarchy. I was like, oh, like <laughs> I'm glad that you that Pick that up. was like yeah. the experience that you had. I think other people could come and take away, God knows what from some of the songs. But um, it's just cool to hear everyone's unique yeah. take on it. Totally. So yeah. I mean, speaking to realistic social issues through music is uh, something that. Uh, I found very prominent and not only in Milwaukee, but just a lot of the music I gravitate towards. And uh, so I think that picking up on it, like whether it's overt or whether it's subliminal, yeah, what? So Long Mama is fixing to record, yeah? Mm-hmm. We are, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what I guess, like, what we ex- can expect in 2020. Oh my. Um, Red well, sickness. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this before, so I'm expecting all of my friends who have done this to help me know how to do it. Uh, I know there's not a manual, but we um, have a really good start. We're going to be working with Eric Koskinen in Minnesota, whose music we adore, and um, Derek Pritzel and The Gamble recorded with him recently, Mm -hmm. and everyone was really impressed by um, what they heard and had a really fun time collaborating with Eric. So we thought that was going to be like the perfect fit. Um, So yeah, we're going to road trip it to Cleveland, Minnesota at the end of January and hope there isn't a huge blizzard (laughs) on the way there. We've heard it's cold, flat land. It definitely Um, is. Very windy. but yeah, it'll be fun to head back to Minnesota. And, um, yeah, we're we're practicing and kind of revisiting songs with a different lens right now, which is fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I just wanted to add, like, I've had really positive uh, recording experiences in Milwaukee with. Um, uh, Howell Street Studios. Which Shout out to Shane. Thank you. Love so, Shane. I love I've talked Shane. to so many bands that have Everyone loves Shane because yeah. he's fabulous. I don't know Shane, but I've heard really good things about him. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Chief's next album recorded there. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Making Sausage Music, uh, Steve Hamilton, and... Um, Silver uh, City. Silver City. Silver City, big shout out to Silver City. And Matt Matt Davies, you know, who does... Like, he's, he's kind of working on recording stuff in there. He did some stuff for Andrew Koenig Band that sounds, like, great. Um... But Eric, like, he's the first time I've, when we went with Derek, it's like, I'm recording with someone whose albums I listen to all the time. Like, they're 
you know, we listen to his stuff a lot, and mm-hmm. it's just really cool to be like, oh, this guy whose music I love, who I'm like psyched to play a gig with, because Buffalo Gospel did some gigs with him. Like we're also recording with you, and he's just like so relaxed. Everything sounds like organic and nice, but like it's I don't know. For me, it was very cool to to like I've worked with people whose work I've respected and like whose output they have, but like because Eric plays semi similar music, um, you know, to be it's like, like a natural fit. Yeah, I've listened to this album over and over, and now I'm recording where with you you know and you engineered your own album so like and he's just he's super easy to work with it's great i'm super pumped that's very exciting it's awesome it's a real it's real like privilege and it's beautiful yeah to work with your influences like that well and you're recording also in this like laid back like kind of dollar tapper midwest town you know so it's like you're like i don't know those are places i feel comfortable like Absolutely. It's okay. Well, um, we are running out of time, sadly. Um, but this has been uh, no, honestly, though, like I've, I've had a great time. Uh, no, this has been a blast. No, the the, the the rambling is is, I mean, for one, it's production value, and two, it's the it's the stories. You know, it's the tangents make for the lot of the most interesting content. So. I've been listening to Dolly Parton's America this week, oh, yeah. which. Uh, Right. It's so amazing. Very nice. But there's a whole episode where he asks her one question and she just talks nonstop for like four hours <laughs> or something. So, which and is, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we just did that. That's okay. I, I, um, I've interviewed somebody recently that did the same thing, um, but it ended up being one of my best episodes. So, um, real quick before we close out though, Kat, I want to add, like, Going to Alaska, like, mm. what should I know? Because I want to go to Alaska at some point. It seems like so beautiful. I don't know. I want to go to Alaska. It's uh, it's hard to describe. It's definitely my um, home away from home. Nice. What and, city were you uh, in? Fairbanks oh, yeah. is uh, is where my like chosen family is. Sure. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's a huge state, so there's there's no, like, it's hard to sum up because every every place is so different. Um, but, I don't know, Fairbanks is an amazing community, has, like, a very tight-knit music scene, theater awesome. scene. Um, cool. And, yeah, I don't know, I like, one thing that I tell people is just, it feels like, I feel like our, even in River West, it feels like people have become so segment, segmented and like America has become this like highly like isolating and individualistic place. I feel like when you are in a place that has environmental extremes that people are kind of like forced to help each other and come together and I don't know I just yeah like those are the stories that I hear about Alaska that kind of capture it for me is like well you know you might be like living with your girlfriend but your ultra conservative neighbor is still gonna come over and like shovel your snow for for you or like dig you out when your car gets stuck and even though people are like as politically insane in some ways as they are across our state there's a little more of a it's like this weird libertarian quality where people are like yeah. live and let live and they yeah. they'll like tolerate you because you tolerate them and sure. there's sometimes that's a really repulsive like yeah no trait, I, but there are other things that are yeah. Um, appealing about that and it's just sort of like I don't know it's a ruggedness and like definitely like a DIY attitude that sure. everybody has because they kind of interesting have to so I could go on a whole tirade about libertarians but I'm gonna <laughs> save that for another day I'm not a libertarian yeah neither I mean like, I know you are <laughs> I know you are but uh, uh for sure totally but yeah it's like when you're in a play and your cast can like go to a bar in the middle of nowhere and like 
people don't really look, I don't know, like, people don't really give a shit, like, sure. who you are, what your deal is, it's just, but again, it's hard to make, like, a blanket statement about totally. an entire state, it's definitely, like, has, has a lot of problems, yeah. as, as does every state. Long mom is about blanket statements. <laughs> <laughs> so as we close out, um, uh, Thank you for being here to talk about Long Mama and about the music scene and everything like that. I'm excited to hear what's in store for you folks in 2020. So, as we close out, Kat, what keeps you up at night? I'm going to be really honest. We just got a lot of new neighbors. A lot of new neighbors, right? <laughs> a lot of new neighbors downstairs. So, um, a lot of, like, screaming and, like, adorable toddler feet running keep me up at night. Oh, yeah. It's uh, also my snoring. And Andrew's snoring. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you don't have to save me. Sure. Andrew, what keeps you up at night? Uh, it's that they're coming for me. Uh, they're coming. We yeah. don't know who they are, but they're coming. I don't either, but it's, I know they're on their way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the Alaskan Libertarians. It's also that, my yeah. feeling when I drink Definitely. too many cups of coffee. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I've... I've done that I'm not more awake, but they're coming for me now. They're coming. That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll put you to sleep, though. Mm. Andrew has a podcast that puts me to sleep like that. It's called More. More. I don't think I have made it through a full episode yet. Is um, it just really boring? or? No, it's, it's just a very just like calming voice. Yeah. Like, but weird. sure, he'll talk about horrible dismemberment. And this voice. What? <laughs> sure. Um, no, he's talking about like ghosts and. Sure. He's like a David. Lore he's like a David Attenborough case. talking about yeah lore. Sure. Um, Except for David Attenborough is like a little more sprightly. Yeah. Fair. What yeah. uh, puts you to sleep, Andrew? Uh, good sandwich. Good sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to cook up some burgers for dinner right after this is over. So that I feel you on that. Shout out sandwiches, meat and cheese between bread. Oh, great! What invention. great, great, great invention! Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Ben. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you guys so much. This is a ton of fun. Check out Long Mama. Uh, um, they'll be having music out in 2020. In addition to all of Andrew's bands, uh, Thrift Tones, Buffalo Gospel, Andrew Canning Band. Derek Pritzel, uh, all of the above. Uh, <laughs> thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.